and welcome to episode 10 of A Rosie Review, the podcast. I'm your host, Rosie Ziegler. And first of all, I cannot believe that we've gotten to 10 episodes where you're, we're hitting double digits. This is like so exciting, but I am back with my co-host and Pussycat Dolls enthusiast, Zachary Ziegler. Hello. I'm just really excited to talk about the Pussycat Dolls today. Um, sorry to disappoint you guys. This is not a Pussycat Dolls in like entire podcast because that is one area that I unfortunately don't have an unlimited amount of like knowledge on like I but that's probably the biggest thing that's <laughs> happened this week so we're gonna talk about it Zach like yeah I, I was like first of all I was thinking about doing a solo podcast and I didn't even know that Zach was in the house and then he just like rolled up and then I was like what do we even do a podcast on because I had no idea this was a really light week. It was Thanksgiving here in the U.S. So I pretty much spent the entire weekend just adding things to my cart online and then never checking out or buying any of them and then just watching like just random things on Disney Plus. Like that's how I spent my I, I watched like four episodes of that an imagineering story on Disney Plus where I just watched them do like the mechanics of all of the Disney parks. It was fabulous. But anyway, so for this episode, we are going to mostly be talking about Christmas music because it is the first week in December, super exciting, and we love Christmas here on the podcast. We did a lot of like Halloween, spooky time, fall time stuff, and we're going to do probably even more Christmas stuff if we're being real. So we're going to talk a lot about our favorite Christmas music. And also, Rosie put up her first review for 25 days of reviews it's yeah. christmas time so she's doing her reviews and you can catch them on igtv on her instagram and on her channel a yeah Rosie review. super exciting really quick just like three to five minute long reviews every single day leading up until christmas this week each week we'll have a theme this week's theme is scary movies horror movies scary movies which is just so odd i don't know why i did so that weird. but but when i was putting together all of the topics for 25 days of reviews i noticed like themes i was like okay this all kind of fits together all of these ones and all of these fit together so i was like i might as well just knock out all of the horror movies in the first week and then you'll have to stay tuned to see what next week's theme is because it's very fun well all the themes are but anyway so make sure to check those out on youtube and igtv like zach said but first of all let's talk about our favorite entertainment moment from the past week because we had like i said a light week Thanksgiving here, and so not one, not much was happening. So what would you say, Zach, was your favorite entertainment-related thing that happened in the past uh, week? I mean, I think we know. I won't. Yeah, my main thing is the, the Pussycat Dolls review. <laughs> but, like, we're going to talk about that later. We're going to Take a shot every that. time we say yeah. Pussycat Dolls Take on this shot. podcast. Yeah, um, but I'd say, like, honestly, probably my favorite thing entertainment-wise um, would be the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, I mean, yeah. I just, like... Well, okay, I have two. Okay. Okay, so one is lighthearted, fun. It's just like, it just warms my soul, even though that everyone was pissing me off in my house when we were watching it, but <laughs> that's besides the point. Zach was having, like, was having a such a dramatic Thanksgiving morning. This always happens. We say there's, like, on any day where we're supposed to be, like, extra joyful or thankful, we experience a lot of, like, spiritual warfare, as my Conflict. parents would call it. <laughs> a lot of like everyone just gets really on edge like the only days out of the year that we're supposed to be like jolly and in good spirits we all like are at each other's but throats. i still enjoyed the parade yeah um, there was a good there lineup was a good there's some good things I, I like every year though with the parade it gets kind of like at towards the last 
uh, leg, like leg of the parade, you're like, all right, like let's wrap this thing up. And there wasn't. Yeah. And the thing that bothered me though about this parade was that there wasn't really any good Broadway moments, in my yeah, opinion. The, I mean, I was kind of disappointed by the Beetlejuice number because I really like Beetlejuice, and so I was expecting them to. I do just something can't cool. listen to. I I don't think I could ever see that show because I. I can't listen to a Broadway singer sing like this the entire yeah, time. Like, was, I cannot, I cannot stand rough. it. It was like the whole song, it was like nails on chalkboard to me, and I was like, all right, this is That annoying. was rough. And then but, the other show, I can't even remember the name, too. Oh, I know, me neither. Yeah. Um, but the standouts for me were Kelly Rowland, mm-hmm. Adina Menzel, who else Sierra. was there? Oh, Sierra did great. Um, uh, wait, what did Danny Pellegrino, <laughs> Danny Pellegrino uh, posted on his Twitter or something like, Sierra singing um, Yummy All of This Tummy. Yeah, on a this float, so <laughs> On a Thanksgiving Day break. <laughs> yeah. This is Level really up. funny. Yeah, Level that was up. really was so funny. funny. Um, we got a little Celine Dion moment, even though she wasn't actually like on a float. Oh, or yeah. Like I like that. the Celine Dion moment. I just wish she sang a different song. Imperfections is one of my least favorites on Give that it album. up. Give it up. But, but, but it's like saying, like, you know, this gold is my least favorite out of the yeah. gold that I have. <laughs> That's like the funny thing. Yeah. Whenever we, in terms of like our pop queens and stuff like that, you're like, this isn't my favorite. And it literally is like comparing. It's like, like, like yeah, this gold medal isn't like, I didn't as win this shiny as, well. as another yeah, piece of like, gold. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But that's my first favorite pop culture moment this week. And then my second one is this little like Ellen and Dakota Johnson tip. Oh, yeah. It's just really humorous on Twitter. Like, she yeah. really like came for Ellen's neck and I was cackling i love ellen but it was just awkward but the best thing about it is like you know how everyone was mad at ellen for like sitting next to george w bush at um, the baseball game yeah the thing that ellen was out of town for with dakota johnson and why she didn't go to dakota johnson's party was that she was sitting yeah she was with yeah no i saw that on twitter on buzzfeed or some some news outlet or whatever that yeah it was like that was that was people were like this Ellen interview is more than what meets the eye because she was actually with George W. Bush instead of basically at Dakota it's Johnson's funny. It's funny. birthday. I'm like that is just hilarious to me. Sometimes you forget that like celebrities have like friendship group drama like yeah, you do in weird. real life. It's, it's really weird, funny, but it was funny. So those are my moments. What's yours? Um. Well, I really enjoyed the long weekend, Zach unfortunately was working a lot of it i were i work in retail so this weekend this was, was like the busiest weekend, the worst of, the weekend year. of my life yeah <laughs> and i work in like i have much different work hours so i had a really long weekend and it was just so nice but i um finally got caught up and finished season two of succession and oh my gosh the season finale was so good and now that i've watched like the first two seasons like fully through because i remember bringing this up on a podcast like a couple weeks ago and this is a show on hbo for those of you who aren't familiar um it is literally one of the best shows that i've watched all year like it is that that good the writing is so good the acting is incredible it's oh my god like i went through like a really deep I went through a really dark depression after Game of Thrones. I was like, I'm never going to find a show that I care about this much, like, ever again. You know, like, does that happen when you finish a show? Oh, all the time. And you're just like, I'm never going to find anything like Once this. Once Gossip Girl ended, I was like, what am I going to do, do with my What do I do with my – yeah, exactly. Like, where do I put my energy towards? Um, and so I obviously, like, still feel, like, a little empty because of Game of Thrones because it left off on such an awful note. But – 
Succession was like, it's another HBO show. It was so good and just showed that like they can come out with really good quality stuff. And so I highly recommend, although for my younger viewers or my younger listeners, I always forget that I'm like not on YouTube right now. Um, it is, it has very much adult, well, more like adult language and adult themes. So, um, I'll just throw that out there for you at your own risk, but that's my favorite entertainment thing of the week. Anyway, I'm having a morning. Yeah, I almost was about to tell Zach not to get on the podcast because he seemed like he was in a grinchy mood today. <laughs> but then I watched the Pussycat Dolls video, oh, Take gosh. a Shot, and I was brought back to life. Yeah, so um, do you want to just talk about that since you're so excited about it? We can just transition into, yeah, the Pussycat Dolls. transition into the Pussycat Dolls. So here's a few entertainment things that happened from the last week um, before we get into our Christmas music stuff. So Pussycat Dolls. Take it away. Okay. So the day was, I'm kidding. No, I always try to make it so dramatic. <laughs> no, uh, I was at work and all of a sudden I was on Instagram. I was scrolling through and the Pussycat Dolls Instagram went live, like it like uh, reactivated. Now, have you, were you like following yes, them? Yes, because there's been you rumors. You were following yes, just because, like a yes, dormant account. <laughs> no, yes, because they there's been rumors about them doing a reunion and there's so many um, groups and different um acts like whether it be a tv show or like you know reboots like we're in like very much like nostalgia culture right now yeah. and so there had been rumors about them reuniting but if you don't know about the pussycat dolls like the pussycat dolls have more drama surrounding their like group than like fifth harmony or like a lot of other female female like girl groups, groups like girl yeah. groups in pop culture like it was the uh, band was started by this woman named Robin. I'm blanking on her last name. And it was basically like they were looking for like three talented singers and then basically like three dancers. Mm-hmm. And they found Nicole Scherzinger. I think they had Ashley. Mm-hmm. I forget her last name. And then uh, Melody Thornton as like the leads or whatever. But like obviously like Ashley and Melody like didn't really sing anything. Mm-hmm. Like it, it it really was the Nicole show. Yeah. Like, it was... If When you think about the Pussycat Dolls, you think of Nicole Scherzinger. I mean, she's the only one that I could name, like, and, and the only one that I could recognize. Like, if, if I ran into another Pussycat Doll in public, like, I wouldn't be able to tell. It's weird. Like, it's weird that her solo career flopped when the Pussycat Dolls was basically just, like, a solo career with backup dancers. Sometimes that happens, though. Like, it's really weird how that can happen. Um, I blame like agents and things like that mm-hmm. if i'm being honest well nicole had that so i was watching this video last night because i'm just like crazy like whatever agent made her only get one line in moana like that oh was that was a po- oh my god i like, forgot yeah, that she was the mom like, in moana. i just feel like there's somebody on nicole scherzinger's team that is just not fighting as hard as the people on like justin timberlake's like PR team, <laughs> like I don't. Yeah, who understand. is giving Justin Timberlake the lead? In Although trolls. Justin Timberlake's PR team wishes that they weren't working for him right now. Oh, I'm I sure know. after I, his I recent after scandals. <laughs> but basically, uh, they were all kind of like irritated because Nicole. It was kind of like almost like a Fifth Harmony situation, where like Fifth Harmony, like where Camila started getting her own like kind of like little things on the side and special treatment. Yeah. Um, and the girls were getting like frustrated about it. I'm still not over the Camila thing, but, like, the girls left Nicole. Nicole didn't leave the girls. Oh, so like that's very yeah, interesting. They all, like, three of them dropped out, and then, like, there's, like, an interview, and they're like, so what happened? And she's like, well, some of the girls left. <laughs> and it's like, and um, 
there is this moment and it's from i believe it's i forget which year it was but it was at the amas and, and maybe it was 2006 and they were performing buttons and melody was like this other like kind of like vocalist in the group and she obviously was having conflict with nicole and they like didn't have her on stage for this performance and she comes out of nowhere busts through like the corner and just starts like riffing buttons <laughs> and like you can visibly see how pissed off nicole is and it's so funny i want a biopic i want a biopic oh yeah that like, would be like very fascinating to see because 2006 to 2008 was a very interesting time to be right. A female, like, pop star, whatever you want to call it. Rosie's, like, like we, like, because Rosie's not into the Pussycat Dolls. Like, I'm into the Pussycat Dolls. We're, like, but Rosie's pop, like, icons, like, from, like, her childhood are obviously different than mine. Like, I grew up in, like, the early 2000s, and Rosie's, like, was starting to find herself in, like, with music, like, in the late 2000s. Like, so, like, Kesha, yeah. like, TikTok, like, yeah. uh, Katy Perry's Teenage like, Dream. That's, like, Rosie's yeah, my, like, nostalgia. Queens that will never be replaced in my heart is, like, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, Kesha, like, Rihanna. Like, that, like, 2008 to 2011, those years, I'm, like, and, and honestly, I'm, like, I mean, those are kind of the superior years for being all T. I know? mean, all T, because <laughs> mine are, like... <laughs> Mine are like Hillary Duff, Sex, like, Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan. Lohan's rumors is so iconic. <laughs> Jessica like, Simpson, oh Ashley Simpson, um, <laughs> you know all those people back in the day. The Pussycat Dolls, Destiny's Child. Um, but yeah, so I was on Instagram and they started posting like those little like kind of um, when each picture, like mm-hmm. when you look at your profile, it makes one big picture, and it was right. like the Pussycat Dolls with like you know that juicy couture kind of like. Oh my fine, gosh. like yeah and like glitter and like pink and stuff and melody is not back obviously for <laughs> obvious reasons but all the girls are back they look snatched one of them had a baby freaking six weeks ago and looks sickening oh, um and then they perform they're touring in the uk and they're touring in australia new zealand and i'm just waiting for that u.s leg so i can get my tickets go to the pussycat dolls <laughs> and just dance my booty off yeah i'm super excited about it and yeah. they performed on the x factor few days ago legendary iconic but you can like you can definitely see that like some of the girls are like it's been a few years oh yeah like if you i mean it has like it's been like probably a decade yeah that's kind of crazy i mean yeah i mean go for it i guess but their new song react sounds epic it sounds really good i'm really excited about it they were definitely like a staple in like sexy culture is that a thing i don't like, know i feel like it has to be like whatever 2006 2006 was a year for sexy culture i'm just gonna make this stuff up because it it sounds legit like that's when like promiscuous came promiscuous out like, was the like theme Nelly song Potato. yeah like, was, promiscuous is the national anthem anthem of the sexy club you know the sexy time club and sexy back came around that time. sexy back like it was like a very much like for some reason and that's why my my parents were always like trying to shield us from these like radio stations and like honestly i don't really blame them because like it was very much like all of these songs had like very heavy innuendos and it's just it very was a interesting fun time. and they I thought still, like... yeah they thought that the music was just going to keep getting worse and worse and then sometime around 2012 like indie pop pop like turned up and everybody was like listening to neon trees and and imagine dragons and they were like what what's sex we don't know we only like (laughs) urban outfitters like that was like yeah it's such an interesting pivot i love talking about music history and how it like pertains to the culture and stuff but 
Pussycat dolls, a period in time for sure. It's a staple because they only had, it's not like they have a huge discography. No, they only have two two albums. albums, Yeah. So like just their short time on the scene was like enough to like, they were only a group for five years. Wow. That's crazy. Well, I mean, so was One Direction. So was Fifth Harmony. Yeah. Fifth Harmony was only five years? Five or six. Four with Camila? Yeah. Maybe that's why it feels shorter. I don't know. Stan Little Mix. <laughs> that's my just concluding too, thought. Little Mix just toured in the freaking U.S. for once. I, I I just don't understand how they haven't toured like yeah. small venues once. It it, it bothers yeah. me. Okay. So um, other music that came out this past week, The Weeknd released some new stuff. Um, I was like in a freaking Thanksgiving coma, so I don't know when he released these songs and I haven't really listened to any of them, but well, I hear that they're fantastic. Let me just put it this way. When I listened to them, I immediately went and listened to his like discography and put yeah. me back in that mood. Like the week, some of the weekend stuff is really phenomenal. Oh yeah, I like, loved his last album, the 2016 Starboy. Starboy. I don't know if that's the album or just his song off the album. No, that that's the album. Last album. Loved that album. That's I, a almost good one. every single song I liked off that album. That's a good album. But these two songs are great. The yeah. one, um. The one is very like weekendish. Mm-hmm. It's very like it's got that weekend sound, mm-hmm. and it's really good. It's called Heartless. The other one though, which I wasn't like, you know, when like artists like release like a second single like right away, mm-hmm. like right after or something, and you just don't expect much from it. Blinding Lights is so good. It's like yeah, uh, it's, it has like eighties infused like pop beats in it, and it's just a great track and the weekend's vo- vocals sound great on it i'm expecting like an snl performance soon like that's probably why he released like two let's talk about um little mermaid cast because that's the only other note from the past week that i have it's starting to get stronger and stronger that this is like the cast that they've picked yeah um, i don't know like i said i was like not i was like not with it this weekend so i don't really know so basically is casted besides the- hallie bailey Haley Bailey. Okay, Haley Bailey. Are you sure? Oh no, it's Haley Bailey. I'm yeah. an idiot. Oh my gosh, I'm a Chloe and Haley stan. What the I... hell is wrong with me? Yeah. Okay. It's, it, no, it. it's because it's because since this news is broke, everyone has. I've never compared Haley Bailey to ha- uh, to Haley Berry ever, uh, ever. It's never that's never crossed my mind that it sounds similar. Like ever until people started being like. Was Halle Berry like casted as Ariel? And I was like, what are you talking? What you know? And now yeah. I'm like. Haley Bailey, Halle Bailey, Haley like, Berry. I like what Hallie is. Uh, yeah, what, anyways, very, like her her name is kind of a tongue twister, honestly. It wasn't until this casting news <laughs> came out. I never had a problem like should have casted Chloe. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Chloe will get like a sister casting role. I'm sure she'll play mm-hmm. Arena or Arista or something like that. I don't know. Probably not. I hope. Anyway, so who else is supposed to be? In this, okay, but so Melissa they, McCarthy, is that so, what they're going with? Uh, I haven't heard any other rumblings about Ursula except for Melissa McCarthy, mm-hmm. um, which concerns me. But at the same time, I, I feel like when Melissa McCarthy's good, she's good. I think she can pull it off, but I don't think that this is like you know the perfect role for her. And a lot of times, people, what is it like? They say like if you cast like a movie right the movie basically like 
makes itself or something. I don't know. There's like some saying about All right, like, well, let me casting. let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. That you should never right. cast a movie based on like what like a BuzzFeed article would cast a movie. Yeah, or okay. like or like a Pinterest article. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Where they're like, they're like, this is our perfect Little Mermaid cast, and yeah. like if you were working at BuzzFeed. And you were making this article, you'd be like, Melissa McCarthy. But that's not yeah. who you want, you know? Like, it's just, no. like, the most obvious, like, choice to put, like, Melissa McCarthy. She's a little thicker. She's a little funny. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. she's got the personality or whatever. But, like, I need her to pull out her A game. Which I think she can after she's been in, like, more serious roles. I feel like she can do it. It just, I don't like taking chances. Especially, The Little Mermaid is, like, my favorite Disney movie of all time. Yeah. Um. So, like, as RuPaul would say it, don't F it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. I'm a little concerned. And then isn't Prince Eric an unknown? Um. He's an unknown. You know? Well, no, he's been in stuff, but, like... Who I keep thinking, who keeps popping up in my head to who could do Prince Eric, is the guy who played River on The Politician. Oh. It took Zach a really long time for that to click because he's on his phone. Like, no, the really no, not because, no, no, because no, I'm looking up uh, <laughs> the casting for Eric. What the heck, Rosie? Don't put me on blast. I love to put Zach on blast on um, this podcast for being unprofessional. Um, no, I totally think that 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 he could do that. Like, he's just got that freaking Prince Charming look to him. It's kind of ridiculous. Although I'm not sure what, like, the age difference would be like there. Um, What's his name? British newcomer Jonah Howard King, which everyone is kind of talking about how they're kind of irritated that since they picked a woman of color for Ariel, they should have picked a person of color for Eric, but isn't it, Eric it is what it like, is. I don't really know, honestly. Like, mm. he looks like Prince Eric, he really yeah, does. Yeah, um, so we'll see. And apparently, everyone who's worked with him loves him. Yeah. Like, he's, like... That's good. Great. We got Aquafina playing Scuttle, which I think will be hilarious. Oh, yeah. I love her. I really do. And then Jacob Tremblay is playing Flounder, which yeah, I think is perfect. I think perfect. that's perfect, too. I think that's perfect. Um, do they have a King Triton yet? It's supposed to be Javier Bardem. Oh, yeah. That's ridiculous. That's weird. Get him out of there. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Hallie is black. She's not, like... Unless he... Like, her mom's, like... Like, yeah, I guess they, they they could have her be mixed. Like, she looks mixed, but... And, and then they have... Oh, uh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, role. it's like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. I've liked mm-hmm. Rob Marshall's movies. He's the one who's directing it. Like, I liked well, Into the Woods. I know a lot of yeah, people didn't yeah. like Into the Woods. And he directed the Mary, Mary Poppins, Poppins Returns. Yeah. I liked Mary Poppins Returns. It wasn't a standout for me. So, he hasn't had, like, a smash, but, like... He's all right. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> He's all right. Um, and then playing um, Sebastian is that guy from Hamilton. What's his name? Lin-Manuel Miranda. No. I'm what? kidding. <laughs> Jonathan Groff. <laughs> What's his name? Minor details. Minor details. Anyway, li- live action Mer- Little Mermaid. Like, I, what I'm really looking for is, like, beautiful VFX, really good songs. Like, and, new ones, too. Like, really, really, really good songs. And um, just an overall good time. And not for them to make it, like, um, bad. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, like, really just, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
we're going to transition into some Christmas music. We had a new album release by our favorite Ice Queen and Dina Menzel. And we also had a Casey Musgraves Christmas special soundtrack that was released. So those were both really nice additions to the holiday season, I think. What are your thoughts? I also got a Kelly Rowland song and a Little Mix song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Little Mix, this is cute. It sounds like a Little Mix song. Yeah, I like Little Mix's Christmas little tune. I really love Indina Menzel's Christmas album. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's very strong. I mean, she is just so blessed vocally. Like, she just has such a powerful voice. I had a moment when I was listening to the Christmas album and I was like, this is good. This is good. And then, um, Oh Holy Night came on and I was like, this song was made for her. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh. I was like, she's like, yeah, <laughs> it was so good. Um, but I really like, I was at work, so we're, I work retail, so now we have our Christmas playlists going. And uh, there's a song with her and Ariana Grande, all about like Mrs. Claus, like, and why she's like the underrated queen of Christmas. And she <laughs> basically like takes care of this and takes care of that. It's a bop. It is such yeah. a good Christmas song. It's probably going to be one of my favorites now um, from this season. But I overall just like love this album. Yeah, I think it's definitely a good listen. I love adding new christmas albums to my playlist although i'm working on making just like a classic christmas music playlist because sometimes i put on my christmas playlist and it's just like sia gwen stefani john legend and i'm like i'm gonna need some like i'm gonna need some, some um, like andy, andy uh, grammar is not it's it. not andy <laughs> grammar don't say andy but like grammar. my hit i don't know andy mean, williams andy williams wait no, no, no. let's try that again i'm gonna need some bing crosby up in here <laughs> there we go that's who i that's what we're that's what we're talking about i'm working on my classic christmas playlist and then i can do like my new favorite christmas stuff but yeah i love adding like new christmas music and then the casey musgraves christmas special was really good as well I it's cute obviously have not listened to like anything other than her song with Lana. <laughs> like, Guilty. I listened to the Choice of On one a couple times. Okay, so let's say, like, what is your all-time favorite Christmas song? We'll just start with song. Eight Days of Christmas, Jesse Jones. <laughs> <laughs> no, <that's not laughs> I, I did not have to stutter. Like, oh, okay, mm. that is my favorite. Um, I'd say that's my favorite. Like, uh, it's in my top three favorite. Christmas, modern christmas songs like a pair of clothes shades and a diamond bedding yeah. ring <laughs> I, I you know exactly what time period so, this came out in when you listen to it it's I, um, phenomenal i made a video like a year ago on top like 10 iconic christmas songs not the 10 most iconic christmas songs just just a random selection of 10 iconic christmas songs and that one was probably like number two it's on the great late, on the it's list. on my playlist at work and whenever it comes on i'm like Eight days of it's like din 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 you know Christmas it's, it's like so, so good. good and then when when they do like the riffs and stuff like yeah oh, so it's great love that album by Destiny's Child it's but I'd say like underrated. I'd say if I had to pick a top three like modern Christmas songs like mm-hmm. not not like White Christmas and not like you know chestnuts roasting on an open fire like. Okay, modern it's Christmas the song. Christmas song okay, by I, Nat King Cole, and that's my favorite Christmas whatever. song. Whatever. Okay, no, but if I had to pick it like a top three, it would be Eight Days of Christmas. It would be um, Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson. And then it might be something on 
Justin Bieber's um, Christmas album. I like, think you're forgetting about Britney Spears. Oh no! Oh shoot! Oh my god! Yeah, no, that is my no, that is one of my favorite ones. I was telling my like what is it even called? It's like um, wish that's my Christmas wish or something like that. Britney Spears. Oh, it's like I I hate that I'm blinking on the song yeah, right now. How does it go? Santa, can you hear me? Yeah. I have been so good this year. It's so, I love that one. It's so good. Yeah. So I, yeah, I guess I agree as far as like modern Christmas songs go. Although like All I Want for Christmas is You, Mariah Carey is considered a modern one. I was talking to my mom and I was like, you know what's crazy is like that song came out before I was born. So I've never lived a day on planet Earth where All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey wasn't playing on the radio during Christmas time. So it's like a classic Christmas song. It's a classic you. Christmas song to me because I've never lived on this planet without It's that a classic song. Christmas song to me too. I just feel but, like I just feel like it's it's in it's it's like the number one Christmas song almost. Yeah, but it, for it really my parents, is. like they lived a lot of their life without Mariah Carey. And then just randomly I was like, how do you feel that like for all these years like of you growing up, to be fair, my mom didn't celebrate Christmas. Um but for all these years of them growing up, they, like, were listening to these classic Christmas songs, Let It Snow, White Christmas, like, Little Drummer Boy. You listen to the same ones every single year. And then sometime during the 90s, Mariah Carey just drops this bomb. And then you hear this every, every year. single Christmas, probably until the day that they die. Yeah. It's just crazy how that works. We have a really funny story about that song, Rosie Oh, and I, yeah. Where... I think I'm going to have to put the footage of it up on my blog so that you guys can see it so i put oh wait i put it in um i put it in my uh top i 10 iconic christmas songs video i put it in the end of that video watch go watch that i'll link that video on my website um basically what happened was rosie and i were doing last minute christmas shopping on christmas eve and we went to go get my aunt a present from target and there's a street uh, in our neighborhood that is like completely lit up it's like gorgeous yeah. there's like, like all these lights like every house on that street like they've all participated they, all, participate. they all decorate their houses like insane it's phenomenal so it was like the beginning age of snapchat being really like, super popular yeah. and so i wanted my aesthetic for christmas eve to be like me playing all i want for christmas is you uh all i want for christmas and um then having this snapchat of all these lights and i'm driving a minivan and I'm being like an idiot and I'm driving with it. The app crashes. So I <laughs> turn around and I take the video again. The app crashes again on my iPhone like 4 or whatever I had at the time. <laughs> and it crashes again. We go to Target. We come back. I'm like, I'm going to try one more time. So I'm taking this video and All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey is playing. And I did not see that there's a man standing in the middle of the street taking a picture <laughs> of his house. And I almost hit him. And it's like, what part is- of the song of it is it? It's like. It's like the beginning. It's like. Make my wish come, and then all it's of a like, sudden we just ah, like we scream. <laughs> it's like I I I notice he's in front of my car, like right before I hit him, and <laughs> I just swerve. And I, I remember me and Rosie being in the car. We just immediately the car just swerved. Rosie like felt like almost like fell out of her seat if she didn't have her seatbelt on. Like we it's, just screamed. It's so funny because like that man probably thought like oh they they have their headlights on they're probably just gonna like you know move to the other side of the street as one does but he did not anticipate that we were taking a snapchat and so we weren't like he didn't attention. even like, look phased it was so no weird. it was really weird like i think he was just like enchanted by the lights too or something like that i don't know what 
But it was crazy. So yeah, that was the time that we almost killed a man on Christmas Eve. On like Christmas honestly, Eve. like could you imagine if if we if had we hit him and, and this man and had died? This would not be lives, a funny story. Oh my no, it would be, be the most tragic thing. <laughs> Don't say that. It is so. <laughs> I love funny. I love thinking about like the, I'm like in a parallel universe. In a parallel universe. In a parallel universe, I killed this man. Because of our recklessness, all I want for Christmas is you. That's like Zach's level of extraness, though. Like if you if that is that story is just it very much highlights my personality. Okay, what is a Christmas song that you actually, like, cannot stand? Like, you're not a fan of? I'll let you think on it. Mine. Although I was hyping up Taylor Swift a lot um, when I was younger, they used to play her version of Last Christmas. They would never... It's really funny because, like, when I was growing up, I don't know if it's just, like, my local radio stations, they would never play the Wham! version of Last Christmas. That's which is crime. Which is, like, that's the best version, in my opinion. It's the original. Like, it just has, like... It's, everything fits well. It's got the perfect, like, Wham! song. Like, that song is designed to sound like an 80s, like, George Michael song, you know? And they would only play... It is play, a George Michael song. I know. That's why oh. I said that. <laughs> I know he was in Wham. Okay. <laughs> what I'm saying is that, like, on my radio stations, they would only play, like, freaking country versions of it and, like, the Taylor Swift, like, banjo version of Last Christmas. Alti, the one that I can't stand, and I will never put it on my Christmas playlist, and I'll never, like, go back to it or listen to it, and it used to play a lot on that radio station that we used to talk about, is... The song about the boy getting the shoes or making the shoes for his mom for Christmas. What is that? What is that song called? I don't know. <laughs> ah, I haven't thought about that in so long. It's like it's so it, depressing. It's, it's so though. depressing. There's there's that one, and then there's another one where she's like writing a letter to like her husband or something who's like in the army or something. That's really sad too. Ah, but I like, can't um, stand. But the depressing. one, the one that's like about the shoes, where it's like. And then he made those blue shoes, something like the shoes. And I can't even, I hate it so much. I don't even know how it goes because I just can't listen to it. I haven't listened to it in years. Yeah. Like I ever since Spotify came out, ever since Spotify came out or like Apple, I don't listen, or, to, the radio. I don't listen to the radio anymore. So yeah. when I was a kid, it was always the radio. That's all we listened you to. You were at the mercy of whatever these stations wanted to play. Yeah. And which meant Jingle Bell Rock all day long. And um, then you would also get that saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, and then the God forsaken like Trans Siberian Orchestra. That I'm over. I like that. The first, yeah, because you're so dramatic. Every single year, like I appreciate the Trans Siberian Orchestra. I think they're all talented, but that's another one that I just like. Ugh. Can't vibe with. I can't anymore. It's just too overdone. But then there's some other Christmas songs that everybody else thinks is too overdone, and I'm like, this will never, like, I could just yeah. listen to this till the day that I die. Hmm. But yeah, those are my Christmas opinions. Anyway, that's all we have for you on episode 10 of A Rose Review, the podcast. Can't believe I've done 10 episodes. So crazy. So exciting. But anyway, so hope you guys have a lovely rest of your week, and I will see you next time.